Everybody, it's another day. It's another episode. Y'all don't want us to stop. We don't plan on stopping. Let's get it. Let's first get into our games of the week. Uh, Number one on the dock, the Panthers and the 49ers. I was wrong about this in every single way. Uh, I thought that the 49ers were going to get challenged. I thought this was going to be their first loss. Uh, They destroyed the Carolina Panthers, 51-13. Jimmy G, uh, he's, you know, been sort of like the game manager the last few weeks. He hasn't really, you know, thrown, you know, a a plethora of touchdown passes. He had a new toy in Emmanuel Sanders, which he capitalized with. Uh, He threw for two touchdowns. Um, It was a great showing by the 49ers. I think their defense was phenomenal. Uh, They played superb. Um, And they held... Yeah, I mean, they held the best back to me right now this season. They held him in check. Um, I mean, he had 117 yards on the ground, but they held Christian McCaffrey in check. For sure. They didn't let Christian McCaffrey go all out. They did limit him, and they did exactly what they needed to do, and that was control the pace and limit the offense. And the Panthers' offense is Christian McCaffrey, 150%. So if you're able to plan... On stopping him all the way around uh, from doing what he normally does, this, you you won't be able to stop him from doing everything. You know what I, you know what I mean? Because he's such a versatile player, and they can use him in so many ways. But to to hold him to only one TD when he's been averaging almost two TDs a game, big 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 stop. And let's yeah, not, and, and let's not forget that the 49ers offense did big 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 this week. They were they were consistent. Tevin Coleman, four TDs, four TDs. No running back in the history of the 49ers has done it since the early 90s, since Jerry Rice era. So that's a big big accomplishment for the run game. And two, um, George Kittle, number one check down this week, six reception, 86 yards. Jimmy G was loving him this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know the the, the best thing about this game to me was. Just the amount of young talent that these teams had. Um, you you look at the uh, uh, the um, 49ers and and with Tevin Coleman who who they got from from Atlanta and and all the guys that they brought in, uh, minus Emmanuel Sanders who's new to the offense and of course he's a little bit older. Um, George Kittle, those guys, they have a young group of guys on offense and then of course you go over the defense, you know Solomon Thomas, DeForest Buckner. They, Arik Armstead, they have guys on that defensive line that are young. And then the one guy who I've left out, who I just, you know, he's on the category by himself right now, and that's Nick Bosa. Nick, um, Nick, Nick Bosa. He's my pick. He's my pick right now, I think. Um, you know, I had said Dexter Lawrence last episode for Defensive Player of the Year. It's close. It's rating, close. His rating was so high. But Nick Bosa has dominated in every facet of the game so far this season. He's done it, you know, rushing the passer. He's done it dropping back in coverage a little bit. And, I mean, you saw the interception that he had. He jumped oh, yeah. up the block it like J.J. Watt. Exactly. He, yo, yo, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now, and I don't care what anybody else has to say. If Nick Bosa can stay healthy can sit and be consistent like he's been so far this season, he will be way better than J.J. Watt ever was. He, oh, he's yeah, relentless. I said this before. He's better than his older brother, Joey. And people yeah. forget, Joey had 11 sacks his rookie year. And that's oh. after play, not playing the first four games. 
Quick Joey side Bosa stat. had 11 sacks. Quick side stat. Um, this week, Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa both had two sacks. This is the first time in about, they said about eight years, that uh, two brothers had two or more sacks in the same week. Uh, congrats out to the Bosa, the, the Bosa family doing it big this week. But you're right. Dominic, Nick Bo- Dominic. Nick Bosa, if he is healthy 100%, I think that he's going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year, especially at the way that they've been running. And low-key, I think we overlooked him as, as Defensive Rookie of the Year because we we didn't expect that the 49ers to be 7-0 right now. We, we were really kept no. it like, oh, you know, they they, they, they barely skimmed. They barely, they, we've been looking at other teams. That, that defense has come so far from where they have come, from where they were last year to come do a complete 180 and gain ground like they have. No doubt in my mind that this defense is top tier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, to go to Carolina, I know it was a bump in the road for them, especially coming out after the bye. Um, similar to the, the Seahawks in the West, they need to keep pace with the Saints. They they can't afford losses. They need to keep pace with the Saints because the Saints are seven and one now, and now you drop the four and three. So the window for for opportunity to even get into the wild card is is at risk at this point. So you know for the Panthers, you know the, the outlook is still good. You know they they said uh, the other day Kyle Allen is their guy right now as as Cam Newton. You know works through rehab and gets himself back in shape. Um, so we'll see. I like Kyle Allen. He's done well. Uh, you know, this week was the first time he had a, a turnover. Uh, so, you yeah. know, he, he's done well and he's played well. So it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, Panthers, you know, bounce back after this loss. Um, another game that, you know, sort of kind of had a lot of meaning to it. Um, our second game, the Texans and the Raiders. Uh, yes, the, the Raiders kind of needed this. Um, they were in a position where if they won, they would keep pace with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the they're three and four. Stay close. Exactly. Yeah, now they're three and four, and you know Kansas City's not you know too far ahead of them. But you know the more you wait, then uh, you know they might get some separation. And the Raiders really needed to win this, and they pulled out a dud. Uh, the Texans, on the other hand. You mentioned this the other day. You said that, you know, he's been one of the better quarterbacks in the league Deshaun since he's been in. Watson. And I think he deserves. He's been, he's been cooking. Yeah. He's I think he deserves cooking. to he, be he in, definitely, the, in, in, in the top tier conversation for uh for Without MVP a doubt. Because, Without uh, a doubt this season. The, 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 the amount of work that this man has been putting in and to be overlooked uh, because of, you know, the amount of sacks and the amount, the amount of hits he's been taking. Uh, that that should all come into factors. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he he does what he does, but at the same time, he's not getting hit as much as Deshaun Watson. He's not he, his offensive line is way better, and you can see that Deshaun Watson, his ability to make plays is not just a quarterback who has talent. It is a matter of will. You can see the play where where he where he uh, threw that touchdown pass. He did a 360, escaped the grasp of the D lineman, got kicked in the face, wiped his eye, and still made the throw for a score. That is determination. That is will. That's what I'm talking about. It, that's the same kind of thing you see in Aaron Rodgers, especially on that that play where he threw it in the back of the end zone to Williams, just going after it time after time again. And that's why he deserves to be in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And and they played well. Um, they ran the ball better than they did a week ago. 
Uh, Carlos Hyde, even though he had a, a big number of carries again this week, he's definitely been playing as their feature back. And, you know, he stepped up. He had, uh, what, 87 yards on the ground, so that was good for them. And he kept them competitive. And, of course, with the Colts losing, it keeps the Texans competitive in their division. So yeah. it was a great opportunity for them. Um, and I think they definitely needed that win. Um, next game, uh, my guy. You know, I, I've been saying Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I also have to talk about Aaron Jones. Um, yes, sir. It's the Green Bay Aarons. <laughs> they have been that good. Well, Aaron gotta, Jones has been probably the gotta, best back in the league. You got to think about it. The discount double check, it's not just Aaron Rodgers no more. It's Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones did a beastly amount of work this week. You know, hit on the on the rushing side, a little low, but it's okay. He made it up on the receiving side. You know, 13 carries, 67 yards, and then he had on the receiving side, seven receptions for 159 yards and two TDs. He is a premier back, e- either in the backfield or coming out of the backfield as a receiver. This is the type of work that Aaron Rodgers needed as a partner that he hasn't had in a long time. And in the, in the last couple of years, he had Eddie Lacy that was doing, you know, somewhat well when healthy in the rushing game, but he never had a dual back threat that was coming out and making these deep catches across midfield and down the field. This is an elite back, and I'm glad that Aaron Jones is showing what us what he got. And th- with this, with this type of effort, I wouldn't doubt. And I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, with, I mean I know the 49ers have, have been undefeated, and uh, you know right now the, you know but and the Saints are playing really well, but. The Packers, I don't, I don't see anybody beating those Aaron Rodgers when it comes down to it playing January, you know, December and January football. The, the only team see I see that's standing guys. in their way is the Saints. That's the only team you know, I can see I, standing in their way. And, and we'll talk about that, you know, at a later time. But I, Sir. I know the Saints are good. I, I know how good Sean Payton is as a play caller. But then again, it's Aaron Rodgers. And now, like you said, he has a dual threat running back. And it's not just Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams, since he's oh, yeah. been back from the concussion, has been playing well also. And he's exactly. been getting a bulk of carries in the backfield. So when when Jones is out wide, Williams is in the backfield getting carries. So it's it's really good to see the way they're using it. All those questions hey. about uh the Packers have you know, Aaron Rodgers having issues with uh, you know, Matt LaFleur out of the window. This offense is rolling. Uh, as far as the Chiefs go, uh, they don't got their guy. They're using the backup. They still did it. They still did. They still did work though. I'm not gonna lie. Um, they, they put still, up points. I, I mean, they, they it's expected for them to put up points for not having Pat Mahomes in in the backfield. And Matt Moore did did a, a phenomenal job. No turnovers. No interception on his, on his end. Twenty four for thirty six. Two hundred and seventy. Two hundred and sixty seven yards and two TDs. You couldn't ask for a, a better performance on his end. Defensively is where they, they lacked. And they hey, the trade deadline is over, but you could still make something happen. The fact that the Dolphins were able to, to go after somebody before they did, and the Dolphins are not even competing, it says a lot. What are you guys go what are they going to do to help complete this secondary? I mean, you, they have some talent. They need a little bit more to solidify this defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, I think that they waited too long. It, it you know, it's it's not gonna happen. Uh, but 
we'll see where they go. You know, it said that if if it was a playoff game, then Mahomes would have been ready to go. So I we don't know if they're gonna rush him. We don't know if they're gonna sit him. We don't know what the situation really is. We'll never really know because nobody's ever gonna really tell the truth about it. But we have to see what Mahomes looks like. If you rush him back and he comes in and he doesn't look as good, then you're in trouble. Uh, so you know yeah. they, they gotta figure something out quick before Mahomes gets back. I, I uh, think now, speaking the, about, I think the Mahomes situation is a little different than the um, than the Drew Brees uh, uh, injury because Drew Brees, you're dealing with a hand. Um, even though it's a throwing hand, it's still, it's still you know a concern. But you're talking about not only the leg, the knee. You're also talking about the ankle. Everybody kind of forgets about the ankle injury that he that he suffered in the, in the first in the early weeks. Um, you, this is your franchise quarterback. I, I I'm pretty sure, and from what from what I think that Kansas City they're gonna opt to re-sign him very very early, if not next year, probably the year after. But I think they're gonna re-sign him next year just to lock him in and, and and get that extension. And he probably will be the highest paid quarterback in the history of the NFL. So you definitely don't want to rush him. If, you know, Moore is doing a, a successful job as, as far as, you know, getting the passes and completions, the reason they lost this game was because of defense, purely because of defense. Their offense was clicking. They were doing well. Everybody was getting the ball. Travis Kelsey was touching it. Uh, um, Tariq Hill was touching. And he was getting it to everybody. But it's because of their defense, and that's the reason why they lost this game. No doubt in my mind, if Pat Mahomes was there, they probably, they definitely would have scored some more because the Green Bay Packers, they they were let, they were letting up. This is the first time I've seen Green Bay let up the, this many amount of points in the first half of the season. So let's see the, you know, going forward how they decide to, you know, deal with the injury because, like I said, you definitely don't want a Kevin Durant in this type of situation where you're competing. You have, you're almost, you're almost there for a playoff spot. Now you. You want to get back to the to the championship game, you need your guy. Do not rush it. Yep, yep. You're definitely right about that. And uh, speaking about uh, injuries and, and the guy that you mentioned to compare him to, uh, Drew Brees. Uh, yep, yep. Played. Let's talk about these he Saints. Played, he played, and, and there was no question about, hey, is, is, is Teddy Bridgewater going to come in, even though, you know, it took him a while. He they didn't score a touchdown mm-hmm. until about the third quarter, uh, Drew Brees. Okay. Let me, let me, let me say this. Let me, let me say this. I was completely fucking wrong about Drew Brees. I said that, you know, he might be a little this, he might be a little that, shaky coming in. He shook off the dust in the first, in the first half. But my guy went off, off the fucking wall. 373 yards and three TDs with a, with a broken hand. Oh my God. What would he do with two correct healed hands? Now, hey, that was just me making Drew assumptions, but hey, Drew Brees, 75% Drew Brees is plenty, plenty, especially in, in the shortage of uh, of quarterbacks that we got in this league right now. Hmm. I'll take 75% of Drew Brees over a lot of quarterbacks. Right, right, right. You're definitely right about that. And, uh, you know, they scored a bunch of points, 31 points. The Cardinals only mustered nine. Uh, after coming up on a couple of strong weeks, uh, Chase Edmonds left uh, in the first quarter with a hamstring injury. He never came back. Um, the Cardinals didn't look the way the Cardinals, you know, were looking the last few weeks. No, uh, they also, they had a chance to, yeah, they also had a chance to get some points on the board. They went 
uh, for it. Uh, I think we were fourth and two. Uh, terrible field position to give up a fourth and two. Um, you know, so it, it's gonna be a little bit. It's gonna be a little bit interesting to see how they move forward. Um, coming up, their schedule does not get easier. Uh, they still got to see the Niners again. They got to see the Seahawks again. Uh, you know, they got a lot of teams that they got to go up against. Uh, so they, I think, what, they still got to go to uh, Philly. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how it ends up for the Cardinals. Uh, yeah. But speaking of the team that they actually played against last week, the Giants and the Lions. Uh, Daniel oh, Jones wow. had a great game pretty much. But it like wasn't this was enough. A this was a letdown. Yeah, it wasn't this, enough. The 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 Giants offense, um, they they found a way to click. They found a way to make it happen. Daniel Jones did his thing. No turnovers, and that's the thing that we were talking about in the last several weeks. He was doing this Eli thing, holding on to the ball too long, turning making these silly turnovers. He was able to change that. He got his numbers in this week. He did over three hundred yards and four TDs. Now, you're talking about. Your star quarterback throwing over 300 yards and four TDs, and you still lost the game. Your the problem is not your offense now; is your defense. Even though offensively you could still add pieces to make it a whole lot better, he was able to find find his targets. Um, Saquon had a nasty stiff arm. I'm sure that's going to be playing on ESPN over and over and over like it has. But the defense is lacking. But guess what? They just got some serious heat. Lennon Williams traded from the New York Jets in exchange for a third-round pick and a 2021 fifth-rounder. This should help solidify your defensive line. Now, your defensive line was was filled with rookies. Now you got a veteran that can come in, help them out, and show them exactly what needs to get done to make this defense that much better. Oh yeah. Um. And, and on the other side with the Lions, uh, you know they took they they took advantage of of what the defense gave them, which was plenty of a field. Uh, to work with in the secondary. Uh, I think they did a good job. Kenny Galladay was phenomenal with two touchdowns. His second touchdown was, I think, even better than the first touchdown. Uh, you know, they, they Matt Stafford, uh, they had a few bad losses, uh, and they really needed to rebound, uh, especially after the letdown last week. Uh, so they took that opportunity um, and, and, and took, took advantage of the New York Giants, and now they, they still have themselves in a good position uh, you know, to fight, you know, there's a fighting chance to win the division, but it also gives you a chance to get into the wild card spot. Uh, so it was very, uh, you know, a, a very important game uh, for for the Lions, and it was a good thing that they came out on top. Uh, as we break down on first down, uh, you already know, go grab a snack, do what you do. We'll be right back. <laughs> Second down, we're back. I hope you enjoyed the break. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in this segment. Um, the trades that happened before the ending hour. Uh, you know, nothing happened. Nothing big really happened um, before the deadline. Uh, and we also have to talk about uh, some trades that did not happen uh, on today's deadline. Uh, first up, uh, a decent trade in 
you know, in retrospect, because it's all about the picks in this trade. Uh, Akeem Tlaib going to the Dolphins. Um, this was yeah, pretty man. much about getting draft picks uh, for the Rams and for uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins end up with a late uh, fifth rounder uh, from Los Angeles and a seventh rounder. And, of course, the Rams get a fifth rounder. Um, Akeem Tlaib might not ever even play for the Dolphins, if you think about it. Yeah, um, the I, I thought this tra- this trade was kind of iffy. I don't know. I, I don't know why the Dolphins would. Uh, sorry, the Rams would even think about making this trade when you when you need when you need your secondary. You need yourself a, a veteran cornerback. Now I can understand about about you know the final year in his deal. You still have uh, you know four point two million left on on the table, and he's on injured reserve and wouldn't be back until about week fifteen. But guess what? If y'all making a playoff run, which y'all are intending to do, why would you give away one of your assets, especially one of those? Now, if you're if you are gaining a, a, a cornerback for him, a trade for trade, I could understand. But now you just gave up two two draft, um, you just gained two draft picks, for, and, and lost a valuable piece of your defense. Even though he's not playing until week fifteen, there's no. Akeem Tlaib is nasty and he's dirty. There's no way you just give him up for 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 just two draft picks for the next year and not and not finish completing your defense this year. That's been you know having some struggles in the secondary. Now yeah yeah the now, now the Dolphins the Dolphins they did they did what they had to do. They're in rebuild mode. They already they already tanked the tank. Um, they they almost won a game this week, but they they still on a mission to to complete their roster in the next two years and for them to gain a fifth rounder from Los Angeles and, and that, like you said, that conditional pick, it's only a win for the Dolphins. Now the, the equivalent, how the trade works out, you know, the fifth round and a conditional pick, uh, I, I think it's fair. Um, but we're going to have to see how that conditional pick, if it's going to happen uh, in the same year next year or, you know, uh, uh, the, the year is coming. Cause uh, a keep to leave. I don't think it was worth two picks in the same year. Oh uh, yeah, and 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 back to what I said earlier, I I don't really even see him playing for the Dolphins. Uh, he's on injured reserve, so he's most likely not gonna play. Come back this season, um, I think you know his his season is done now, uh, for sure. Uh, but depending on you know the draft picks that they've accumulated and the cap space that they'll have, it's not it, next season. There's not that many teams with cap space, so you know there's a chance for them to build quickly. Um, you know, through the draft and free agency. So, I mean, depending on the direction, you know, what happens, he might just be a free agent come this offseason. And he I can choose so. where he wants to go. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that he wouldn't mind a reunion in New England. Uh, a, a team like Kansas City could use him. Uh, a Jacksonville could use him now. Um, so his services, I think, you know, I said this, you know, in previous episodes, I think Akeem Tlaib went healthy is probably the best corner in the NFL um, over the last nine years. Um, he's been that good. Um, so there's definitely value there um, for the Rams. I think it was just all about money, um, you know, freeing up cap space. They're tied up in a lot of guys. And, and now you got to yeah, pay Jalen yeah, Ramsey especially- and... Uh, you know, so their money was tied yeah. up in a lot of different places. You're still, you're still paying, you're still paying Gurley. You're still, and then you just signed, um, 
Jared Goff to a large deal. So you're 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 hurting yeah. right now. They're hurting big yeah, time. Yeah, so they they need money yes. anywhere they and, can and get. And the it. year before that, they also they also gave you know Aaron Donald to be on big chain big money too. So it's they are hurting. They are hurting. They are hurting. Well, with the amount of money that that, that they've been shelling out, especially you know moving down to the to L.A. Um, you, you could you could tell that they're desperate to make some room to to bring in some new assets. Yep. yep. Um, and another trade that happened. This was a, a actually a couple of days, um, before before the deadline. This was no one really talked about this, this trade, but the Cowboys got Michael Bennett, and I know that he was suspended oh, yes. for detriment to the Patriots. I think that's why. You know, because he, he, he was he's an outspoken that's why, guy. That's why no one really right. He's an outspoken guy, and you know sometimes the Patriots don't like that. Um, but the Cowboys getting Michael Bennett, who is he's not in his prime anymore. He's a little bit past that. Um, but he still has talent. He played well with the Eagles last year. He had a couple of sacks. I think seven sacks on the season. So he definitely had. Um, you know, he definitely has some value to him. But I think this helps the Cowboys big time. It gives you somebody on the opposite end of Demarcus Lawrence uh, that can get pressure. I um, mean, in the in a division where it's really tight, um, you know, you need that. You need that extra help um, to help you get over the hump. It's a tight race in the NFC right now. Uh, a lot of, I mean, almost overall, outside of the Patriots, the Packers, and uh, the 49ers, it's tight everywhere. Uh, so, you know, you need every little bit of help that you can get. And I think that this was a big, uh, you know, a big win for the Cowboys to get Michael Bennett from the Patriots. Oh, for sure. The You know, for them, for them to go and get Michael Bennett, uh, you know, the, the veteran that he is, you said he's past his prime. I, I think he's, he's just at the end of it. I think he, he, he has a, still has a lot to offer, um, especially, you know, you still got Demarcus Lawrence and... Behind behind the both of them, you got late 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 Leighton Vander Esch. Give me ooh one time for for my yeah, man. He a dog. He's out solid. There from no man's He's life. definitely solid. Solid solid as can be. Now you now you have two two solid defensive linemen that can put the pressure on them, and you have your your man that's a ball hawk behind them. That is a lethal combination. That's something that Dallas hasn't hasn't had solidified. In the last couple seasons, now that they have this, it's it, they're trending upwards, especially defensively. And, and with the NFC East as tight as it is, they needed to make a move, and they did it. Yeah, yeah, and that that definitely helped them. Um, but there were a lot of trades that weren't made this offseason. Uh, you know, by, well, by yeah, the yeah, there there were uh, a few. Before, before, before let, let, let's let's finish up. Let's finish up with with with, with the trades that did happen because there are a lot of trades that should have happened that that were just I don't know why it didn't happen because these teams should not be keeping these players as far as being able to pay play uh, pay them or play them. Um, the one I wanted to talk about before we go on was uh, Leonard Williams to the Giants. That was um, a, this a weird trade. trade. Did, it, it was weird. Um, not only did you trade him across town, um, you trade him across the conference, which which I understand. You don't want to keep him in the same conference as you. You don't want him to keep him in AFC or trade him to any anybody else lucrative like the Patriots or the Ravens. You know you don't want to do that. That that that's the, that's only going to hurt you. Even though they're not they're they're nowhere com- competing 
Like they're not even they don't have a chance to compete because their their record is so garbage. Um, but to trade away your first round pick, Leonard Williams to the Giants, it just seemed off. Um, I didn't like it at first for on the Jets side because defensively, I mean y'all they need to pick it up even more. And the fact that they were willing to 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 consider even trading more assets from their defense, it just shows how much they're giving up. Uh, now on the Giants side, it just shows how much they, how hungry they are. They even though they're they're, they're they're two and five, they are still trying to make something happen. They still believe in themselves, even though last game they lost marginally because of some errors here and there. They still believe that they can win this division. Now, the Giants division and the Jets division, um, two different things. The Giants are still in it. Jets way way out of it. Um, so let's see how uh, Leonard Williams can add to this defense, especially one that's been hurting. Um, glad that they didn't trade any extra extra pieces away from the defense because it would only hurt them. But this, this is this is one that we're gonna have to stay on top of. Um, I think that this, this puts an uptick on on the Giants defense from a, from a from a C minus to a C plus. So let's see how it's it works a weird out. trade if, though. If, if he continues, to it's ball. a weird trade though because. <laughs> Who's gonna come out now in your in your starting defensive line? You have Dexter Lawrence, who's a rookie and who's one of the best linemen in the NFL already. You have Dalvin Tomlinson at nose, who's been pretty darn good this season. Um, he's definitely made up for the departure of, uh, of snacks. And then you have B.J. Hill, yes, who's probably the best mm-hmm. pass rusher out of the three. And then you add Leonard Williams, who's sort of kind of just the defensive tackle. So in this makeshift defensive line, who comes out? Your best pass rusher is is B.J. um... Hill. He's the ideal person to sub him in for. So do you try to switch B.J. Hill, make him play, you know, with his hands up at linebacker or on the edge? I mean, what do you do to really help your defense? Because somebody is going to have to come out. So to me, that's just like you've drafted in the, you know, the team as a whole has drafted defensive linemen in the last three seasons. And it's like, it's a surplus now. You have too many. So some someone needs to go and, and you don't trade one of them. You know, you, you just have them sitting there. No, so. definitely not. Especially, especially as young as they, as, as young as they are, you know, no, um, you got two, you got two, you got two rookies with, uh, um, Dalvin Thomas and Dexter Lawrence. Saying uh, BJ Hill is still is still way young. Um, I believe he's still in his rookie contract. Um, They're all still in their rookie but, contracts. This is Dalvin Thomas's yeah, last so, last year, I believe, in his contract. Mm-hmm. So with with that with that being said, um, you don't really have to trade anybody or trade spots with anyone on the defensive line. I think that. Uh, with this new acquisition, you should switch up the defense, um, especially with the way that everyone's been playing. You can uh, go to a new defense and switch it up to a four-three instead of the three-four. Yeah, that's definitely a valid point. Um, you know, it has been working for other teams. You look at teams like Baltimore that have run the the hybrid multiple front defense, and and that's been definitely successful for them. So they definitely have a chance to go ahead and and change that defensive scheme. Yeah. Now on to the trades that didn't happen. Um, 
Uh, it, it to be honest, I don't. This off season, sorry, I said off season. During this, the course of this season, um, there wasn't a lot of movement around that should have happened. Um, to think in the teams that need that needed people in the secondary, um, linemen, uh, running backs that should have been moved, say, uh, safeties, like. It was it was just like st- the, the the NFL what, what they just didn't want to move. They're very stagnant. They 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 didn't know none of these teams were really to give up much. Um, granted, there are a lot of teams that uh like well like the Dolphins who made the trade. Uh, they they got almost what I think fifteen draft picks in the next in the next two years in the in the in the top three rounds. So that that's something to be accomplished with. But all these other teams. They didn't, they didn't fill out their rosters at all. Let's talk about something. Oh, uh, yeah, and, and, and just like you said with the Dolphins, I think most of it, most of the reason why a lot of action didn't go down as far as player movement is because the the age of building your team through free agency is pretty much, it's pretty much done. I think a lot of teams are starting to see that you build through the draft and you, you know, with later round guys, you know, the third through the sixth round is the money round. That's where you find core players for your team. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of teams are stockpiling draft picks, and a lot of teams don't really have that much draft capital to be giving away. So, you know, they're kind of holding them in tight because, believe it or not, in order to make a trade, you're going to need to give away some draft capital. So I think that's part of the reason why a lot of teams, have, you know, were real quiet. You look at a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, who desperately needed, uh, you know, desperately needed a uh, cornerback. Uh, you had guys like Janoris Jenkins, who there were rumors that you know he was available. Uh, Josh Norman, uh, you know, from the Redskins, he was available, but no one really jumped out there to make a move because you know they're holding on to their draft picks. I think that. Uh, Janoris Jenkins has been balling uh, outside of the first two weeks of the season where he, you know, was getting destroyed and killed out there. Uh, he's been playing well, four interceptions since then. Uh, so, you know, in from weeks three to eight, four picks, I'll take it. You know, you have a Kansas City defense that does not have many interceptions. So, you know, that's something that they need. You saw a trade that actually did happen, Gary on Conley, who went to the Texans. That's somebody you could have used. You could have went and got him back. You know, you didn't re-sign him in the offseason. He's been playing decent. So, you know, that's somebody who's familiar with the team that you could have went and got back. Um, you know, it's it's just a lot of teams didn't make any moves. Like, um, <clears throat> one thing that uh, uh, I, I thought was kind of, you know, funny was, it's low key that they never really nobody really talked about it that much, but the Lions had, you know, put out there that they were you know willing to trade Darius Slay, and that 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 shit caught me off guard. Like, your defense is doing so well, that is one of the top parts of your defense, and you just willing to to trade them away, especially the way that y'all been playing. Yeah, it's not like you, they've been getting blown out in games. Like I said, with the with the Lions, they have been in it. The whole way, it's either been a missed call or a bad play that's been then, um, you know, causing these games for the, causing them to lose these games. You know, they're not really taking control of these games early on enough to, to you know control it to 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 end it and complete the you know with the dub. So 
for them to want to, you know, think about doing that, that was just out of the left field and and and, and for them to not even complete it, like you yep. you, you put it out so there, so that affects your future. You you, you 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 didn't you didn't deal them exactly. It 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 affects the way the way that you know the, yep. the mindset of players. In a similar situation so, is Jamal Adams. Well, um, you know, he seen him whining about it um, mm-hmm. the last few days. You know, being very you know emotional about being you know shopped around and it is it's a business you know and i understand you know you got your family you know are you gonna move how how's it gonna be you know worried about the team fit you know and things of that nature uh but that's another trade that didn't happen we saw that the ravens tried to get them the cowboys tried to get them the cowboys were, were willing to give a second rounder but the Jets wanted a first and two seconds, which I think is kind of crazy for Jamal Adams yeah. right now. I mean, I know he's a pro bowler. He's he's young. He's been producing. But I think that's kind of absurd to ask for. Um, But those teams could have used yeah, him. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he has been productive. But, yeah, he, he has been productive. But, you know, if, if, if the Jets were, uh, you know, uh, four and four or, you know, uh, sorry, four and three, and you know the defense was looking even better. I can understand possibly get you know asking for that, but you're not even anywhere close near that. Um, the the thing the thing that bothers me about that is you you got you got a guy who, who's a Pro Bowler and and um, uh, one of your key pieces on defense. Now you not only did you put it out there so late in 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 the trade um, before the trade deadline. You didn't make anything happen. So not not only do you shake up your locker room, you sh- you know your player is it it it's furious because it's not like something that was you know being being discussed down the line. What the thing is, if you're part of a business, um, you're more willing to accept the the nature of the business when you understand the business plan. Now the Patriots have always made it known about the business plan. You are likely to get traded at any given time, any moment, um, even if it's working. Now, with the Jets, they don't have what. What was their plan? You know, they they, they added Le'Veon Bell last season. Uh, uh at the yeah, yeah, to for this season, and even that was on the on the on the block of of, of notably being traded. Now, you paid him big money to come over there and produce. Your offensive line ain't producing. Your your quarterback ain't producing. What is going on? Like, there's no clear plan for for Gang Green, and it's turning real Gang Green yep, yep. real quickly. Um, and and then you of course you know staying on on running backs, Melvin Gordon didn't get traded, and I don't even think he's gonna get signed this off. I mean, he might get signed in the off season. It might be real late, but he held out. He's been garbage. Um, we had this argument early in the off season. He's been trash. He's not good. I told you he's not that good. Under two yards, under three yards per carry so far since he's been in the in, in in this season. He's just not producing and he didn't get moved. So I'd like to see what happens uh, you know, in, in terms of his future. Uh, you know, looking forward to this upcoming offseason. So it's gonna be interesting. And just quickly before we end, I just wanna talk about one of the smartest players this season. Uh, Trent Williams from the Redskins. They were shopping him uh, late in the trade window. 
Uh, you know, there were reports that, you know, the Cleveland Browns wanted him. Uh, but then, of course, the Redskins wanted to get Denzel Ward and some draft picks. And uh, it didn't happen. They asked for too much for Trent Williams to get out of there. And just like that, after not being there all season, boom, he checks in, he reports. Um, it's smart on his level because now he's going to get paid, you know, for this season. And so he's going to move closer to the destination that he really wants to, which is free agency. He's going to move closer to that. Um, it, had he held out for the rest of the season, of course, he wouldn't get paid. And the Redskins, since he held out, would have the rights to keep him for one more year. So on that end, he's able to, you know, maybe play out the rest of the season and then, of course, get on out early. So I think it was very smart on his part. And I think that, uh, you know, it's definitely a win for him. For the Redskins, however, it's really going to suck if you lose a premier premier pass rusher for nothing it's really really gonna suck for uh, i could understand yeah, there wasn't a market nothing. for josh norman and okay it didn't happen right and but you it's really him. gonna suck if you don't get anything for trent williams um so i mean i think that as an organization that it's it's imperative for them to go out and reach out this off season and try to get something for him uh, you might not get a first-round pick anymore um, because of just your negligence, um, but at least you'll get something for him. Um, but, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they go forward with this situation. Yeah, all I got to add to that is that it, it's a bad, bad, bad decision on the Redskins not letting him, uh, uh, tr trading him early. Um, so you can get the value that uh, that you that you could have got for him. Now he's gonna play. You gotta risk uh, injury now compared to when he wasn't playing. You could you definitely got a first rounder then some. So this is it, it's just a terrible move on, on the Redskins. And hey, but Trent Williams, hey, uh, couldn't he couldn't have played it better? He 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 did what Le'Veon Bell was trying to do, uh, but he didn't have, he wasn't on that ex, you know extension. Uh, so. With with him, you know, holding out and then now coming in, getting his his guaranteed dollars for the season. So you know, it's yep. just and, a smart and right before we end, one thing to watch: the Giants need a left tackle. At the end of at the end of this season, they are either going to release or trade Nate Solder. They have lots and lots and lots That's of cap space. If Trent Williams wants to stick a foot to the Redskins. What better way to do it than to go to the crosstown rival, uh, to the you know to your division rival, and play them twice a year. So it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. It's gonna be interesting. Came to listen, uh, of course, supporter of the month. Uh, we're gonna have that up for you guys soon. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. It's your guy Easy Ali. And it's your boy D Dub, and don't forget to you know check out our social medias. Uh, make sure you go on our Instagram, our Twitter, and don't forget you're, our blog, coverage season D dot home dot blog. All right, thanks. We out. <laughs>